You are tuned into the Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. On this episode of the Dr. Tina Show, I'm going to be sharing with you something you may not realize, which is that pain is not always structural. I know that we think about something hurting and we assume, oh, it's structural. My knee hurts. There must be something wrong with my knee. My back hurts. There must be something wrong with my back. My spine hurts. There must be something wrong with my spine. And while that's all well and good, there are so many other things that could be driving your pain. I know I've talked about this on episodes past, but I wanted to summarize it all in one shorter episode so that we could get to the bottom of this. I did a reel the other day and I talked about how I live in chronic pain. And that is true. And I would say it ranges anywhere between a six to eight out of 10 on most days. Now that depends on various factors. Sometimes it's a dull roar, but it's always a three out of four. And after I made that post, I had so many people coming into my comments and into my DMs. And while most people had good intentions, some people were so snotty about it. They were like, oh, well, you're a chiropractor, aren't you? Why can't you fix that? These folks, I could tell, were absolutely assuming that pain is structural. And this is a huge misconception in the medical world. This is a huge misconception in the pain space. People assume that pain is structural and that if you have chronic pain, there must be something structurally wrong. So therefore we should cut on it, inject it, poke at it, mess with it. And that's entirely untrue. So while I've talked about this in the past, I'm going to add this one to my orthopedic medicine is a scam. And we're going to call this part five because your pain very rarely is 100% structural. I'm going to dive into a few of the things that it could be. And then we're going to talk about some of the simple solutions that I use every single day in my life and in my home to help me sort out and get around my pain when it ramps up too much. So I want to talk to you about things that drive pain that have absolutely nothing to do with structure. All right. So number one, hormones. Your hormones being out of whack are going to drive your pain in all different kinds of directions. I have had countless patients, both male and female, that when their hormones were off, their pain was through the roof. For men, this was usually testosterone. Go back and listen to my episode I just did for men all about testosterone. In, if men's testosterone is low, their pain starts to ramp up. It's pretty surefire. It's very common. It's a symptom that I take note of because, well, my whole practice, I dealt with pain, right? I dealt with people in pain. But I listened when people, when men, especially tough men, men who were raised up not to complain, men who were maybe a little more old school, men like my husband, you know, you don't complain to the point where things are terrible. And that's a strength and a weakness, right? Because they get themselves so far over the edge that they can't see straight. If a man like that tells you they hurt, they probably hurt. And it's my job to listen and to figure out why. Usually one of the first things I would look at is testosterone levels. And I would dose them until the pain resolved. That was our starting dose. That's how we did it in my clinic. And that's how a lot of doctors who understand testosterone, who also deal in regenerative injection therapies, understand how to dose it. For women, I would most often see low estrogen causing a lot of pain. Now, if you go back and listen to my episode, Women Need Testosterone 2, we'll link that in the show notes. Estrogen and testosterone do a dance. They recycle into one another. So they might actually be helped by taking testosterone. And I talk about that in the episode. But a low estrogen in a woman will make her tissues less pliable, 
she will become more inflexible. Things will tighten up. Estrogen makes you kind of juicy and elastic. And so low progesterone could definitely lead to pain. And I've had patients who, if they weren't able to get their labs ran or get in for an appointment on time, and they were just to go one day without their estrogen dose, their pain would be through the roof. So this affects everybody differently, but one of the first places to look when someone is in chronic pain is their hormones. And this is a disservice that is being done in our country that's rarely looked at first. And I don't know any general allopathic orthopedic docs who even take hormones into consideration. Another hormone that will impact pain is thyroid. I am going to do a whole episode on thyroid and pain because it's that important. Low thyroid will absolutely 1000% contribute to chronic musculoskeletal conditions. And so if your thyroid's low, which is a huge portion of the population, I did a whole episode on thyroid a few back. We'll link that in the show notes as well. I talked about that um, in terms of, I believe that most women, especially over the age of 40, should be considering some kind of thyroid replacement. And even if it's just small, tiny doses to get them back in that physiologic realm. And much of the hypothyroid patients are, or many, <laughs> are, are uh, autoimmune. They're Hashimoto's. So we'll get to autoimmune in a second. But low thyroid will definitely contribute, especially to chronic musculoskeletal tension. The actin and myosin myofibrils that your muscles basically are fibrils that slide over each other and lock. And when they, without thyroid, they can't unlock. So you end up tight all the time, everywhere. And it will also cause tendons to rupture and tear and shred. And if you go back and listen to my parts one through four of this orthopedic medicine is a scam series, you'll hear me talk about the anthesis. And that anthesis is where ligament and tendon meet bone. It's highly innervated. When that starts to pull away from the bone, things get very painful very fast. So anthesopathies, it's a thing. It's also part of an autoimmune picture, but hypothyroidism will definitely contribute to that picture as well. Cortisol, excess cortisol. Cortisol is catabolic. So when you're chronically stressed, you pack on belly fat, you get thick, you kind of get dense. Uh, folks with a lot of cortisol raging through them, they, they look it, they look the role, they look kind of thickened. So do low thyroid patients for that matter. Speaking of thyroid, just to refer back to that quickly, myxedema, which is a proteinaceous swelling that occurs with hypothyroidism will definitely contribute to pain. I saw that in my practice all the time. So cortisol, cortisol is catabolic. It chews up your ligaments and tendons, causes all kinds of problems, but just from a musculoskeletal standpoint, it can it can contribute there. And then you're more prone to injury, you're more prone to stiffness, you're more prone to issues there because your tissues, your ligaments and tendons start to lose their integrity and it's a mess. And they you basically, with high cortisol levels or with raging, surging, constant cortisol levels, you start to melt from the inside in a, in a nutshell. But too low of cortisol, which is also not uncommon, someone's completely blown out their adrenal glands from chronic stress. I've been there. You end up with really low cortisol levels and cortisol's truly one of the only anti-inflammatory mechanisms you have in your body. So you can't put out the fire if you don't have any. So that's where I live. I live in a very chronically low cortisol state and I can't actually, um, I don't have a good internal anti-inflammatory mechanism working for me that way because my cortisol is so low. So high or low, problematic. Same thing with your estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. I'll, I'll throw that into the mix. Progesterone makes you a bit elastic as well. 
It can make you um, a, a bit insulin resistant, which can definitely contribute to weight gain, which can also cause some pain and musculoskeletal issues. I mean, so you see, I'm not trying to give you the hardcore mechanisms of all of it, but as a picture, as a holistic picture, these are all important players and we need to make sure that they're in a, as balanced of a state as we can get them. Now, mind you, you've heard me say this before, none of these hormones will stay in balance for very long or even get into balance if you're metabolically unsound. So if your metabolism is screwed up, if your insulin's surging all over the place, if you're insulin resistant, you're living off of a lot of carbohydrates, you're not going to enjoy very good hormonal balance at the end of the day. So there's that picture. Let's talk about autoimmune. So this is something very near and dear to my heart because I struggle with autoimmune conditions. And one of the autoimmune conditions that plagues me is a enteropathic inflammatory arthritis. And everybody on the post, what's wrong with you? It's like, lady, none of your effing business. How about that? Do you ever find yourself with that midday energy slump, feeling tension in your head and tightness in your upper back and neck from sitting at your desk too long? Yeah, me too. I used to chalk it up to desk fatigue and I'd often find myself going for a walk to find coffee and often craving something sweet. I was recently gifted some samples of Element by my buddy Rob Wolf. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. In the past, I've only really used electrolytes when I sauna. I decided to give it a try in the afternoon instead of reaching for my regular cup of coffee. And holy smokes, it's been a game changer. I've noted significant improvement in my energy levels and brain clarity, along with less tightness in my muscles and my head. I've teamed up with Element and they've been gracious enough to offer my listeners of the Dr. Tina Show a free gift with purchase. The free gift Element sample pack includes one packet of every flavor, This is the perfect offer for anyone who's interested in trying all of their flavors. My personal favorite is the raspberry salt. They offer a no questions asked refund policy on all orders and you don't even have to send the product back. This offer is exclusively available to Dr. Tina Show listeners. So be sure to use the link in the show notes and take advantage of it now. Head to the link drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Tina. That's drinklmnt.com forward slash Dr. Tina. When it comes to healthy hormones, healthy menopause, healthy bones, healthy joints, all of it is contingent on good metabolic health. And unfortunately, most Americans are falling short in that department. In fact, nearly 100% of US adults are struggling with good cardiometabolic health. I've teamed up with the folks at NutriSense because I absolutely love their continuous glucose monitor program. They've got great customer service, a great product, a really cool app, and access to expert dietitians throughout the program. At the very least, give yourself the gift of a one-month subscription. If you're really struggling, consider a three, six, or even 12-month subscription. If you use code DRTINA, all capital letters, at checkout, you'll get $30 off your first purchase. And you're going to want to follow the link in the show notes. Point being, if you and I 
both had the same exact diagnosis, the chances are slim that we would even present the same. That's the whole point of this. It's, it's, it doesn't matter what somebody has or doesn't has. I, I don't really like diagnoses at all. I think diagnostic codes are just things people collect to make excuses a lot of the time. For a minute, it makes you feel better because you have an answer, but that doesn't mean that you have an answer for the therapy or this or the treatment to make it go away. So, you know, I'm not big on collecting diagnosis. I am particularly not big on it when it comes to pain because I I would rather my patient go spend the money and the time in the gym getting strong than I would them going from practitioner to practitioner, getting passive care modalities, collecting diagnostic codes. Well, my PT said this and my naturopath said this and my chiropractor said this. And it's patients will literally pit you against other practitioners. Oh, my orthopedist said this and my endocrinologist said this. Well, what do you say about it? And they want to like argue about it. It's crazy to me because they're so hung up on their diagnostic codes. They're so identifying. They identify themselves through their pain diagnoses, thinking they're the only ones. And that's not how pain works. Pain is very intimate. Pain is very personal. Pain is expressed differently for each person, and that is due to a lot of factors that I'll touch on in a moment. But it it's not something I get to judge against. So if you were to smash my thumb with the same amount of pressure as you would smash my husband's thumb, we might both react differently. That's because one of us has a different kind of nervous system that processes pain differently. So it's not fair to say, oh, well, that didn't hurt me. Why does it hurt you? Well, it hurt me because it hurt me right? And I'm tough as nails in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, I mean, just hugging me too hard can cause me pain. So that said, going back to the autoimmune gut, your gut health will definitely contribute to your pain if you are genetically predisposed to it expressing that way. Meaning if you are predisposed genetically to having some kind of enteropathic arthropathy or inflammatory arthritis process happening due to your gut health, which is really common, then you will express pain as a side effect of having gut dysbiosis. So you might have SIBO or you might have parasites. And I'm here to tell you as a physician and as a patient, there is no clearing, permanent clearing of parasites and there's no permanent clearing of SIBO. These things come back and they come back with a vengeance sometimes, depending on how you're eating, how you're living, what your stress level is, where you're living, what other exposures are you having? Are you battling mold? Are you battling EMFs? Whatever it is, those conditions tend to plague people for life and they tend to drive these inflammatory arthritic processes. So your gut is a huge player in this. And whether you're genetically predisposed or not, having some kind of dysbiosis, leaky gut, SIBO, parasites can definitely also drive your pain. So all that to say, your gut health is critical here. And I have the genetic propensity and then I also had some parasitic issues that I brought back from Mexico. And that culminated into pain, which got severely exacerbated by a couple injuries. And so what was a chronic pain syndrome of 20 years that was really well regulated and really well maintained and kept under control, flared out of control to the point where I was walking around in an eight out of 10 pain for a really long time. And that was recently. And gee, I wonder why. <laughs> stress, chronic stress, you know, going up against the narrative, going up against these chronic lies that were being told in the medical field for the past three years 
um, going up against the narrative and the machine was, it took its toll heavily on my body and on my health. So that is why I have it. So for the people chiming in on my Instagram post, just in disbelief thinking, well, can't you just do something structurally? Go get massage, go get this. It's like, yo, you don't think I've tried everything? And let me just add that I have access to stuff that you guys could only dream of. And I don't say that to be snotty. I, I legitimately, my entire practice for over a decade was regenerative injection therapies. I have access to doctors and stem cells and exosomes and all the things that most folks could only dream of getting their hands on. And I can have them put into me at any time. And it all helps for, for a little while. But I'm not big on passive care. I'm not big on the model where you lay down and have somebody rub you or adjust you or inject you constantly. That's not a great model to mitigate or manage pain, especially if the pain's coming from your central nervous system being wound up because of all these other factors, right? And there's more I will keep listing. Another one to take into consideration is your endocannabinoid system. And without getting into too much detail, I believe that and, and we have the data to support this. Some folks do not have a very robust endocannabinoid system. They just don't manage pain. Natu- and I'm talking endogenous internal endocannabinoids. I'm not talking from external sources like, you know, CBD or whatever. I'm talking, we all have an internal endocannabinoid system. And sometimes we have more or less receptors. Sometimes it's more or less sensitive. It depends on a lot of factors, right? And it could go all the way back to how your mom's health was when you were in utero. And that could impact how you process pain. So again, pain is very individual. It is never my job as a physician who specializes in pain to judge somebody's pain. When they tell me something's an eight out of 10, I believe them. I don't ask them why and isn't there something better they could be doing. I It's my duty to get to the bottom of it and try everything we can synergistically to turn it down. It's never a, one thing. It's never a shot or an adjustment or acupuncture. And if that works for you, awesome you have a much more simple kind of pain and hallelujah, I am glad for it. I would never, this is not a competition, right? But some of us actually have a chronic pain state that we live in. And as we age, it tends to worsen. And that's due to all of these other factors. My hormones are shifting, right? I'm, I'm, I'm headlong into perimenopause. Uh, menopause brings a lot of pain with it. It's very, very common as these hormones shift. And sometimes that's a forever pain. And my goal with my patients was always to help them figure out what helped how best to use those tools and how do we wind that dial down? There's not been a day that's gone by in, gosh, 25 years that I've woken up and thought, wow, I don't have any pain. (laughs) I mean, that just doesn't, it doesn't happen in my world. And yes, we can address spiritual, we can address abuse, we can do therapy. All of these things are critical as well. I'll share a story with you. I had a patient who was in so much pain. She had been in a, a minor fender bender and young woman in her 20s and it lit her up. I mean, just absolutely lit her up from tip to toe. And she was in horrific pain and there was nothing I could do to get her pain wound down uh, besides sauna. Being in a sauna was the only thing, the only time that her pain reduced enough that she could think straight and then she would have a window of time afterwards that she would be pain-free. And so we figured out that through the use of a small portable sauna that she was able to 
get her pain under control enough that she could think straight so she could start to do the other things that would help, like improving her diet, going for walks, et cetera. So again, we have to start where we can start and we have to see what works for the person. Not every tool I even have access to is going to make much of a difference. So that's why I'm trying to explain this. It's not structural. (laughs) I wish it were that simple. I wish I could go to therapy and go to hypnosis and take some, do a, you know, like a, ayahuasca trip and have all of it disappear. But that's once your nervous system gets wound up, which I'll talk about in a moment, once your nervous system gets wound up, it's not that simple. So all that to say, it's multifactorial. So endocannabinoid system might be a bit skewed. Your cortisol response might be a bit skewed. We get cortisol resistance. That might be because you've been driving stress so hard and cranking cortisol for so long that your brain has downregulated your cortisol receptors and your cells have downregulated re- regulated it. Or it might be because you were born that way. Maybe your mom was super stressed out. Maybe it's epigenetic. I mean, we have data showing that if your grandfather was in World War II, the chances of you having more anxiety and pain are higher. So this might have nothing to do with me. This might just be the cards I got dealt in life, right? And my whole family has pain. Every single person on both sides has a tremendous amount of pain. So I am kind of sitting in the middle of, of uh, some genetics, some epigenetics, some lifestyle, which I'll get into in a moment, and so on and so forth. So it's not as simple as making it all go away. The goal is always to give people the tools necessary to not let the pain completely sideline them. If the pain does sideline them, they know what steps to take to diet. You know, let's reel it back in, get this back under control. I recently had a flare happen and it was really out of nowhere and it was horrific. (laughs) And there were about three days where I couldn't see straight, but I knew what to do. I knew what steps to take to rein it back in. Let's reel it back in. And then turn the dial down. I'm just looking to get out of the eight, nine out of 10. And yeah, I've had a baby. I know what 10 out of 10 pain is. So when I say eight, I mean eight. It's, it can be extreme sometimes. I can wake up like that. It's, or, you know, in the middle of the night. So the goal is always to just be able to have the tools and the strategies and the know how to turn that dial down. It doesn't always, and I'll be honest with you, the older I get and the longer I've been in this world, the more I've realized that having stuff done to me in a passive care model is not nearly as effective as what the factors that I can control on my own and the things I can do at home. And so my diet is a huge part of that. Obviously getting the foods out that the bad bugs and the bad parasites like to eat, like refined sugars. This is a big reason I encourage people to get refined sugars out of their diet because the more I eat sugar, the more I hurt. And it's not because necessarily the sugar itself is causing me a cellular response that's causing or driving pain. I very much think it is impacting the microbiome in my gut. And the bugs that are there that like the sugar that live off of it are not necessarily the good guys. And those guys are the ones that love to drive my pain. So you see where ultra-refined carbohydrates and sugar might be sabotaging your efforts to get out of pain. It's not just about, oh, I eat sugar and this is biochemically what happens inside the body, right? It's what is the microenvironment that's being impacted by that those dietary choices. So I keep it simple. You guys know how I eat. I won't get into it here. It's kind of carnivore-ish and it's been that way for a long time. And when I dial it in, I hurt a lot less. And when I kind of screw around with it, 
maybe I'll let in a glass of wine here and there. Maybe I have some sugar, whatever. Maybe I have some refined carbohydrates, like I'll have some chips or something and lo and behold, things start hurting again. So, you know, my, my diet, my, my pain keeps my diet honest. I always like to say, um, early childhood matters. So we have adverse childhood events, ACEs, they call them. And data has shown that folks who have, you know, you can take a ACE quiz and it will give you a tally of how many ACEs you have. But when those add up, you, they have shown that once you hit a certain threshold and it's pretty low, I think it's like five, you're, you have like an 80 some percent increased risk of chronic pain throughout the rest of your life or as you age. So I mean, it's it's almost a gimme. When people tell me that they had a really traumatic childhood, I'm like, they're going to have chronic pain, probably. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, doomsday it or have anybody get concerned and think, oh my goodness, I'm I'm doomed. I had a traumatic childhood. I'm I'm definitely going to have pain. I don't want you to, you know, future cast that for yourself, but. If you have pain and you had a traumatic childhood, give yourself some grace and understand that that probably was part of it. And so I had some things happen in my childhood and uh, to no fault of my parents, but I had some things happen and I definitely have chronic pain that I think is due to that. I had a grandpa in two wars. I had um, a lot of refined carbohydrates growing up. So I think I, and I became a carbohydrate addict. I turned vegetarian in my early teens and I basically just started living off of carbs, refined carbs and food was changing then. The food supply was changing right at that time. So I started ingesting a lot of garbage, I'm sure, and just by the nature of it. And we switched out from lard and real butter to fake butter and margarine in my household and spray on Pam. So I was getting a lot of seed oils and all of that culminates into changing my microbiome in a way that is somewhat, it's very hard for me to get out of it. You can't just completely shift somebody's biome permanently. It's 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 what's deeply seeded. Think of a lawn that you have and say you wanted a certain kind of grass, but the weeds kept coming through because that soil is so impregnated with those weeds and you till it and you spray it and you do everything to it, but those weeds still get through. That's kind of like how your gut is. So how your gut is set in early childhood, especially if we add on those adverse childhood events to create a leaky gut and a leaky, you know, permeable environment with an immune response on top of it. And then I was subjected to a ton of antibiotics straight out the chute, which a lot of people are. And so I was, my microbiome was obliterated multiple times. So whatever the bad bugs were that took hold really have taken hold. And so I deal with that. And it's interestingly, uh, everyone in my family has pain and not just my immediate family, but my extended family as well. So we must share some continuity in our biomes, which is not uncommon, right? So all this to say, not a pity party for me. I share it because I want you to forgive yourself. If you're having chronic pain, it's not as simple as like, why isn't it working when I go to the chiropractor? Or why isn't it working when I get massages, right? Or why isn't it working with all the acupuncture? Well, there's a lot of other factors here. So those are just some of them. And I hope that was 
helpful. There's a lot more I could go into, but those are the big ones I think of when a patient walks in my door and they just have chronic unremitting pain. My goal, again, is always just to turn that dial down the best we can with some tools. And so I'm going to go through some of my favorite tools quickly. Number one, sauna, straight up sauna. I knew this long before I knew the mechanisms of how sauna worked. We used to think it was just strictly detox and heat. I'll tell you, getting hot definitely creates some pliability in your tissues. If any of you who've sat in a sauna have gotten out and you're like, man, I feel better with that heat, right? I love near-infrared heat. I love uh, I love my red light units that have near-infrared heat. I love heat. So while red light's great and therapeutic, and I have a couple different red light options I can share in the show notes that I absolutely love. Actually, I'll send you back to my website, which has my favorite options. But the, the ones that produce heat with them are my favorites. And so anybody who has pain knows how much they love a heating pad and they love heat. Heat is our friend. I love getting hot in the sun. I love heat. So sauna is the quickest way for me to get hot. And now there's some mechanisms there, right? There is heat shock proteins being produced. And I have several episodes on sauna you can go listen to to get more information on that. But heat shock proteins the heat itself, the impact on the central nervous system, the impact on the flexibility to the musculature to like let things go, let let tissues loosen up. I like to stretch in there and move around, maybe do some yoga, do some twists, do some, you know, just some movement. That in and of itself. So mechanically we're getting an impact, central nervous system, we're getting an impact, and then we're getting a um, microbiology, uh, biochemical impact, right? Through our, I'm sure there's some shifting in the microbiome. I'm sure the bugs that live on us and in us change in response to heat. And then we're also getting that biochemical heat shock protein. That's just the most simplistic version that I would share with patients. So I want to keep it simple for you guys. Have you been looking for an in-home infrared sauna? Look no further. I've done the research for you and I found the one. My sauna of choice is by Sunlighten. They've got 23 years in the business. Their quality is unmatched. They are directly involved with each unit from production, process, start to finish. Their heater quality, it's like surround sound of infrared heat. It feels delicious and not all infrared heat is the same. They've got ultra low EMFs. I know you guys ask about that a lot. It is third-party tested and proven. They've got options for everyone from portable units to walk-in box saunas. You can save up to $600 off your purchase right now when you use the link in the show notes and you mention my name, Dr. Tina. I hope you enjoy your new sauna. It's the best biohacking tool I can think of for walking into winter. Number two is movement. Look, the way you're wired counts. And there is this concept called central sensitization. And I I have talked about this in past episodes, so I will point you to them. Just go to my podcast, type in the word pain, and it will shoot out all the episodes about pain. I talk about central central sensitization in there. It's a wind-up pain phenomenon. Your nervous system gets wound up. And I'll just tell you, from a very mechanistic standpoint, the receptors... In your tissues that respond to pain, the way that they feed back into the part of your spinal cord, that is overridden by movement. So movement overrides pain. Just remember that I did a whole episode called Movement Overrides Pain. You can listen to it there. We'll link that in the show notes. It is a, it's the way you're wired. It's just your neurophysiology. And so movement will always make you feel better, always. It might hurt a minute to get going and you might have to get through the plateau. Honestly, I find that the more hypothyroid I am, the worse it is because 
that mix edema and that tension from the low thyroid, it, it's like the goo in your system. It like gloms up the, the, you know, the mechanisms. <laughs> so it takes a minute to kind of work that through, to work the goo out, I call it. But get out in the sun, get moving. I promise you after that initial like, oh my gosh, it's worse before it gets better, it will get better. So movement is your best friend. Movement overrides pain. And your central nervous system will thank you for learning how to lift heavy. Don't just go lift heavy stuff without proper skill acquisition. Find a strength and conditioning coach, but there is definitely something that heavy deadlifts and heavy squats do for my pain. Now, if I go too heavy, things hurt worse. It's a Goldilocks effect. It too much too, is too much. Um, too little is too little. It's a central nervous system thing. Yes, there is a biomechanical issue, a structurally. Yes, I get that. But I'm telling you, and I, I don't have the data on why this is. Maybe somebody does. I have researched this and I can't seem to find it. I don't feel like anybody's as interested in this as I am, but there is a central nervous system phenomenon with heavy lifts and it doesn't happen with light lifts. It just doesn't. It doesn't happen with body weight. It doesn't happen when I'm injured and I have to go light on the weights. It happens with heavy deadlifts and heavy squats. Something about that, just that Goldilocks spot, not too many sets and reps, I get phenomenal pain relief. And I know that's something to do with my central nervous system, but we don't want to tank the nervous system out either. So get yourself some good adrenal support. <laughs> I have one in my store so that you can keep your adrenals working. Uh, we don't want to throw you over the edge. Make sure you've got salt on board rest yourself between sets as needed, but there is something magical to heavy deadlifts. That's why I jokingly say deadlifts fix everything. And when people say, well, can I do body weight? Can I do bands? Can I do? No, it's not the same thing. I'm, you're, you're not going to get the same impact I'm trying to share with you. When I say lift heavy shit, I mean lift heavy shit. And there's a reason for that. There's so many reasons for that, but I digress for another day. And then the last uh, two things I love that I use every single day in my house when I'm home and when I'm not home, I don't have them and I notice it. One is my mat by Higher Dose. It's a PEMPH mat. It secretes PEMPH. I did a whole podcast episode on it and it's uh, it also lets off far infrared heat. So we get heat and we get PEMPH. And PEMF supposedly detoxes you from EMF. So I get on it every single day. Every single night, actually, I lay down on it. I usually fall asleep pretty quickly. And we might be watching a television program or something. We're, we're really into the show right now, which is a YouTube channel uh, called Free in My RV. And it's so cute. It's just this guy that toodles around the US in his RV and goes to different campsites. And I have no idea why I'm obsessed with it, but I love this guy. And if he ever hears my podcast, I want to meet him because I absolutely love his show. He and his wife travel around and it's so cute. Um, he's, he's great. Fun guy, fun show. If you ever, it's on Netflix of all things. I'm like, this looks like a YouTube show on Netflix. And sure enough, it is. But anyway, I lay on my PEMF mat, I fall asleep, but I always come to, and it's because it's that relaxing. There's something about that PEMF and that heat together that does awesome things for me. And I will use it to loosen up my spine and to get myself moving. So if I need to, I do 10 minutes of yoga every single day, just like some movement stretches, maybe not formally yoga, but I give myself 10 minutes on my mat every day to move and the heat really helps. So any of you who are stiff, have pain, get yourself this mat. I will definitely link that up in the show notes. And uh, as far as sauna goes, they make a great blanket sauna, which I love. It's affordable. It's small, portable. It's like a big sleeping bag. And that's a 
wonderful infrared sauna, and I've got podcasts about that too. My favorite walk-in sauna, hands down, like to really, really get myself reset, I need a walk-in sauna, and my favorite sauna is by Sunlighten. And I have it sitting in my home and I use it all the time and I absolutely love it. I will link that up. That They are my favorite sauna company. I absolutely love their products. I love their customer service. Um, I have, I've had hundreds of people buy saunas from them and I never hear boo negatively about it. Everybody loves their Sunlighten sauna. So I highly recommend Sunlighten and I appreciate their very personal touch that they give with their customer service. So I'll link the link in the show notes. And if you guys do check them out, make sure you mention my name and they will hook you up and give you a very nice discount on your next sauna. But if you have chronic pain, I would say the first investment that I would make over everything else would be a walk-in sauna. There's something about that process that turns your brain on and then you know what the next best step is. I, I don't know how else to say it. After a sauna session, I'm like, okay, I know what I need to eat. It like turns on my instincts. Like I know what I need to eat. I know what I need to do next. And so I jokingly would tell patients, like I said, years and years ago, when in doubt, like when that pain is so bad and you can't see straight, go cook the shit out of yourself. <laughs> Just li- go listen to my sauna episodes about how to do it safely because I actually have, I I think protocols are nonsense. I think you have to listen to your body and I have a whole episode on how to do that safely. So please do that. Of course, always check with your physician and make sure it's safe for you. There are certain conditions that are not great in a sauna. So make sure that you're cleared. But if you are safe to go in a sauna and you're comfortable getting yourself hot, it is phenomenal what happens and you will walk out of there and you'll know what the next best step is for you. So I'll leave it at that. So sunlight and saunas, if you can't afford a big walk-in, I love the sauna blankets from Higher Dose. It gets that heat right up against my spine, which is nice. It's a totally different experience though. So uh, yes, it gets you hot. Yes, it accomplishes great things, but it's a very different experience than having the walk-in sunlight and experience. And sunlight makes so many cool different versions. They've got ones with red light in them. They've got ones with bar infrared, near infrared. Really, the sky's the limit on the technology that they offer. And I am a huge, huge fan. I just have the simple far infrared one and it's it's the signature two. It's for two people. It's perfect. I love it. Um, and then and then, of course, the PEMF mat. Love the PEMF mat. I think that's great for everybody. It calms kids down. It calms pets down. It calms you down. And I can lay on it for a few minutes, get warmed up, get that PEMF going, and I can get up and, and it releases negative ions. I mean, come on. It's such a winning combo there. <laughs> and then I can get my movement in a little more um Easily, I guess is the word. And then one of my very, very favorite things is my power plate. I was, I have wanted this. This has been on my list for years of things I wanted. I finally got one. It's a phenomenal product. And the way that their technology is with the power plate specifically is you've got, I believe, three motors going for this like precision wave technology. And I'm going to have them on to talk about it because I don't completely understand it, but it is a vibration. And I always, I still to this day, always have it on just the first setting, very low, 
I have never gone above one <laughs> on my power plate. I haven't needed to. I do it every single day and I give myself at least five minutes on it. I think it goes up to nine minutes before it shuts off. But this precision wave technology is phenomenal and it, uh, it's just fantastic for my pain. It helps you release human growth hormone and increase human growth hormone levels. It has been shown to be effective and helpful for spinal cord injuries. It's helpful for musculoskeletal injuries. It's helpful for rehab. It is amazing. And I I just couldn't recommend it more highly. I will say this, it might be a bit jarring and a little much if you're older and you're frail. Like if you're, you know, if you're an older, frail, geriatric aged person, be careful. It might be a little much for you. Um, it is pretty intense. And so just keep that in mind. And of course, again, proceed with caution and make sure you're cleared. If you have some kind of underlying fracture or other issues, it might be contraindicated. So make sure you peruse their website, but I will give you guys the link to save on the power plate as well. It's a nice discount and I highly, highly recommend. I have the move unit. It's the red move unit and I have it near a window. So I use the window sill and wall for stability, but you can even buy the handlebar get up if you want to have more stability, which I highly recommend if you're unstable or you're just getting into this and you don't have good control over your body. But I'll tell you what, a good power plate session and a good sauna session, because sauna is an exercise mimetic, meaning it mimics exercise and so does the power plate. So when I'm like can't function because things hurt so bad. A good sauna session followed by a power plate session and I just got my workout in and I'm good. I call it good. It's not the same as strength training. It's not the same, of course, as as uh, going for a walk or whatever, but we have to do something. We can't just sit around and let the pain take over. So sauna, movement, when I can, of course, and I am blessed to be able to, uh, I, I move through pain well. I know that it's going to get better on the other side. So even if the first five or 10 minutes is rough, uh, things always get much better for me. Heat, of course, and even if that's just a heating pad, heat, but be careful. Again, we don't want to burn ourselves. And then vibration with a power plate, some kind of vibration plate. Absolutely my favorites. I'll put all my favorites in the show notes so you guys can check them out. Highly recommend everything I just mentioned uh, because I use them myself. And I, I I kid you not when I say I use these every single day, especially in the winter because I live in Oregon and winters here are rough, although I'm trying to figure out a way out of that. I'm too old to spend winters in Oregon anymore. And that's it. I hope this was helpful in understanding pain better because it's not always structural and it is ridiculous to assume that it is. And Whatever practitioner you have, remember, they have their hammer. They were trained with their hammer. If they're a chiropractor, they're going to adjust you. If they're an orthopedic surgeon, they're going to give you cortisone injections and surgery. If they're a massage therapist, they're going to massage you. If they're an acupuncturist, they're going to give you acupuncture. All of those things are helpful. And often in synergy, they can work miracles. I'm not a fan of cortisone injections or surgery. I'll say that. Um, that's a last ditch effort. But don't poo-poo it if you need it, right? If that's absolutely, if you've exhausted all other resources, including regenerative injections, which I talk about on, I think it's part three of my orthopedic medicine as a scam series. So this will conclude that series in your understanding that your pain is not always structural. It's not always going to be helped by structural therapies. They might help. They might be placebo. They might be band-aids. They might be actual therapeutics that, I mean, it depends on how you respond is my point. You know, that might be the thing. 
you right, actually just need your neck adjusted to get out of your chronic migraines. But you also might need some hormones and who knows what else to balance out your system so you stop presenting with neck pain. So anyway, I hope that's helpful. I really appreciate you guys. I hope you're enjoying this series. Go back and listen to my hormone episodes as well because those are critical players in all of this. And I dive deeper on all those topics in other episodes. If you guys have more that you would like to know, email us at podcast at drtina.com and give me some ideas. If you want me to dive deeper into any of these subjects, I will, as far as my knowledge base goes, share with you what I know. I'm trying to put my best brains out here on my podcast and into the internet. If you guys want master classes, like really deep dives on these topics, I have a private membership portal called Resiliency University. You guys can check that out on my website. And I've got dozens and dozens of masterclasses inside there, plus an entire strength corner. So I teach you guys how to strength train safely. And it's really, really fun. And we do a live call every month called Ask Me Anything. So you can have direct access to me and ask me questions. So on that, I will bid you adieu and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening to The Dr. Tina Show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A and Dr. Tina 2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practices of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is intended not to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice from any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Do you suffer from IBS or other digestive issues? Are you looking for a new podcast to listen to? From the producer of The Dr. Tina Show comes the all-new health and nutrition podcast, Digest This, hosted by Bethany Ugardi. You may know Bethany as the face of the popular Instagram page, Lil Sipper, or you may have even read her book. Now you can find her wherever you get your podcasts. On Digest This, Bethany examines topics such as gut health, nutrition, the food industry, and highlights specific ingredients that can be beneficial or harmful to your gut health. She also explores non-toxic options in beauty, home, and cooking essentials. If it has to do with your health, Digest This is talking about it. Each episode features an interview with health experts, doctors, and wellness advocates and delivers you information that is, well, easy to digest. Bethany also delivers a weekly segment every episode called Bite of Knowledge, where she highlights an ingredient commonly used in food, skincare, household cleaning, you name it, and gives you the lowdown on the benefits or dangers that ingredient might have in your everyday life. From Botox, potassium, olive oil, and magnesium, all the way to those ingredients you can barely pronounce on the back of your cereal boxes, Bethany has you covered. There's a reason why it debuted at number two on Apple Podcast Nutrition Charts. Check out Digest This on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resonant Media.